Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. The Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast starts now. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Mach 1 Market Moment. I'm Mark Haywood alongside the Mach 1 Financial Group team. That's David Lee, Matt Walters, and Kyle Alexander. I'm joined on the show today with David Lee. They are retirement income planning specialists serving you in Northwest Arkansas. You can find them online at mock-onefinancial.com. That's mock-the-number-one-financial.com. Or you can reach out, call the office, 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. With that, let's welcome David into the program. (coughs) David, a pleasure as always. How are you doing? Doing great, Mark. How about you? I am doing great as well. A pleasure as always to be with you on the show today. I want to just go through some news today. We call this In the News. Extra, extra, read all about it. That's right. We love to just dive into the news, the world around us, and see what's going on and also see if any of it can possibly apply to our finances. I find that there are always some interesting headlines out there, so we're just going to go through a couple of those on the program today. David? Another David, David Walker, former Comptroller General of the United States, says that the federal spending is completely out of control and that there is no party of fiscal responsibility in America anymore. Are there any financial planning implications to this in your mind? Yeah, I mean, the it's something that I talk about in virtually every public seminar that I do. We do two or three public-facing seminars per year, I would say. And this is one of the topics that comes up at almost every single one of them because I do think it is a, a major issue. It's a national security issue. For many of those out there listening, you probably know I have a military background. I was a fighter pilot in the Air Force. And so, you know, national security and defense is near and dear to my heart. And the debt is not only a and the lack of financial restraint and fiscal responsibility, as David Walker puts it, it is not only a financial problem for the United States, it is a national security problem. Many of you may not know this, but I want to say it was um, a recent Secretary of Defense or a recent Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, I can't recall exactly, but someone asked him what he sees as the biggest national security threat, and his answer was the national debt. Because you know, if you can't get your fiscal house in order through either a combination of cutting government and cutting spending, if you can't get your fiscal house in order, eventually all the tax revenues that are coming in and then some are being used just to pay money on the ever-growing national debt. And once you lose your economic power, it's not long after that, you will soon also lose your military power. And once you lose your military power, you lose your security. You're vulnerable to attack. You're vulnerable to other countries, namely China, having leverage over you. So it's a major issue. And as far as financial planning considerations, yeah, I mean, it's an important reason why you need to have more and more of your money in safer places as you get closer to retirement because that national debt issue and that lack of fiscal restraint, that lack of fiscal discipline can have major implications on the trajectory of the United States economy, which obviously affects the stock market and things like that. So it's a it's a major issue. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of control that we as American citizens, average everyday Americans can have over that other than just using our power at the ballot box to vote in folks who we think will be fiscally responsible. But it is a major issue. And hopefully, hopefully our elected officials will start to 
realize the seriousness of it and start to actually get serious about reducing federal spending. All right, David, let's take a look at another headline out there. This one's interesting. The IRS recently announced that they're increasing the contribution limit for IRAs and 401ks this year in 2019. So if we're maxing out our contributions before, if we were doing that, should we automatically assume that we should increase to the new threshold? So if we were at 5,500, should we now be at 6,000 or whatever it is? Well, there's never an automatic answer to anything when it comes to financial planning, but I would say as a general rule of thumb, yeah, that's probably a good assumption to use. If you were maxing out your contribution last year, you should probably increase them this year because, for example, if you're under the age of 50, last year you could contribute up to 5500 to either a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. This year, that's going up to 6000 if you're under the age of 50. If you're over 50, Last year, it's 6500 This year, it's going up to 7000 So if you're under 50, you should plan on maxing that thing out, putting in, putting in $6,000 a year per person, and over 50, 7000 a year. Now, the reason why I say it's not necessarily automatic, well, number one, obviously, it depends on what you can afford to do. If you've got the extra cash flow to be able to afford that extra $500 or so dollars a year, then you should do it. If you've got virtually all of your assets, though, in the tax-deferred bucket, and what I mean by that is 401ks, IRAs, 457s, 403bs, all those things are what I consider to be the tax-deferred bucket. If you've already got every virtually 100% of your money in that bucket, you might want to consider putting some of those funds into non-IRA accounts. But otherwise, as a rule of thumb, yes, I would say if you have always been maxing out your 401k in previous years, you need to continue to do that because it'll give you a little bit of extra tax deduction for the current year and it'll help you you know, accumulate more assets for down the road for once you're retired. All right. And finally, David, another headline here. Forbes recently published an article breaking down how much money you need to be a part of the top 1% in the world. The answer might actually kind of surprise you. If you're living in America and have a net worth of at least $871,000, guess what? You are in the top 1%. A net worth of just $93,000 puts you in the top 10% in the world. How, if at all, would you say that this should change our view of wealth? Yeah. You know, we... It's a discipline for all of us to live life with an attitude of gratitude and live life with an attitude of thankfulness. The truth of the matter is, if you were either born in this country and you so you're a natural born citizen or you've immigrated here and you've become a citizen, you are blessed. We are all blessed. We all tend to, you know, I've heard it said before, comparison breeds discontent. If you look at other people and you think, golly, you know, they're driving that shiny new car. They've got that big house or or they seem to be really wealthy or have it all together. The truth of the matter is none of us have it all together. We've all got our crosses to bear and our burdens that we're carrying. But the other truth of the matter is that just living here in this great country, God has blessed us. And and that's true. You know, It's hard to imagine, but if you've never been on a mission trip to a foreign country, I'd encourage you to think about doing that. It'll definitely change your perspective on how good we've got it here and how blessed we are. Like you said, what you got to have at $93,000 net worth, I think you said to be in the top 10%. That's right. And $870,000 net worth to be in the top 1%. And you think just if you're a homeowner, you know, you probably have at least $200,000 of that just in your home, you know? So it is kind of amazing to think about. We are very blessed financially speaking here in this country 
So, you know, we are in a relatively young year here now in 2019. So it's good to just kind of reflect on that for a minute and kind of think about all the blessings that we do have and, and hope and pray that God will continue to preserve and bless this country. But we do have a lot to be thankful for. Yes, I certainly think it's always good to reflect on what you've been given and then start thinking about how are you going to steward that wealth. I mean, you you uh, do something, right? I mean, live with That's purpose, right. especially That's if you're right. thinking about retirement or are already in retirement. You want to live a purposeful retirement, and you've been given an opportunity to serve, to love others, and to give back. And start thinking through those questions this year of what is it you'd like to do with your wealth and your time in retirement? What would you like to accomplish? That's right. I'm glad you said that, Mark, because, you know, you've heard it said before, to whom much is given, much is required, right? And we have, all of us, just by virtue of living in this country, all of us are blessed more than we even realize. And so we need to not only be a good steward of those blessings, like you said, part of being a good steward for many people is, you know, reaching out to a company like ours and getting an advisor to kind of be that accountability partner, for lack of a better word, have someone walking alongside you, looking over your shoulder, helping you make the right decisions. I think it's the book of Proverbs in the Bible that says, with an abundance of counselors, there is safety. I'm a financial advisor. I even have an on-staff advisor that I look to to help me make my decisions relative to our own investments and business direction. So nobody has 100% of all the answers. We all, I believe God created us to be dependent upon each other, and we all have strengths and weaknesses, and that's why we need each other. And so it's a good idea if you want to be a good steward and keeping in mind to whom much is given, much is required. If you're blessed, and you are, whether you realize it or not, you know, you owe it to yourself to be the best steward that you can be on that money and so or on your resources that you've been given. So one way of doing that is, again, to have a, an accountability partner, a financial advisor, whatever you want to call it, to kind of walk alongside you, give you advice and help you make the right decisions to be the best steward that you can be so that you can be in position to help yourself, your family and help others as well and be a blessing to others. Love, forgive, and be a blessing. That's what uh, my old English teacher several years ago in high school always taught us. I think there's something you can certainly, a way to apply that to your financial life, your health, and retirement, and thinking about what you're going to do with your wealth and with your time. Thanks for sharing, David. Thanks for diving into those headlines with us. As always, if you have more questions about any of it, we invite you to reach out to the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. That's David Lee, Matt Walters, Kyle Alexander. They'd all love to speak with you. All you have to do to get in touch, there's two ways. One, you can go online. It's mock-onefinancial.com. That's mock-onefinancial.com. Or to come in for a visit with the team, just call 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. Come in, speak with the guys, get answers to your questions, and get a complimentary review of your situation. 479-876-2100. Well... David, as always, a pleasure being with you on the show. Same to you, Mark. We'll do it again next time on another edition of the Mach 1 Market Moment. Advisory services through Capel Advisory Solutions, LLC, DBA Fusion Capital Management. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the potential loss of principal. Please see full disclosures at www.mock-1financial.com.